Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Join the Girl Goodnight gang. You can find us on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and the Girl Goodnight Land Facebook group. Visit our new website and complete the form to be our next featured author. The Girl Goodnight story is open and we have the perfect gifts for you and your loved ones. Browse our selections. Link in description. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girls, share the show and show us some love with the five-star rating and review. Harley Ray resides in Baltimore, Maryland, a hidden oasis of art and culture. She has been writing since she was old enough to firmly grasp a pencil between her thumb and pointer finger. A millennial influenced by the 90s era that brought us some of the greatest love stories like Kim Folks, Blues Dancing, and Rooms of the Heart, she considers herself a culture-fed romantic. On her ninth birthday, she sat alone in her bedroom furnished with only two bunk beds and two four-drawer dressers, reading a gifted copy of Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye, her pages only illuminated by the tiny stream of light from the street lamp outside of her window. She was amazed at how full of life the words on the page were, how they danced around in her mind, stirring up emotions of insecurity, complacency, and self-contempt that lay dormant even in her tiny nine-year-old capsule of repressed memory. At that moment, she realized the healing power of literature. She vowed to one day usher Black women, much like herself, with no prominent place in the world, into a place of loving, holy. That mission stuck with her throughout her educational pursuits. It's what landed her at Coppin State University, where she obtained a Bachelor of Arts in English with a concentration in creative writing and a minor in African-American studies. Since graduating, her time has been divided between teaching pre-K literacy, writing Black romance novels, and handmaking candles and teas that center the Black romance reader's experience. As a Black romance author of over 15 books and an avid reader of the genre, she has cultivated a deep commitment to breaking literary boundaries and obliterating genre norms by telling stories that fuse romance and reality to demystify the stereotypes surrounding Black love. An early oeuvre of love stories written as an ode to the lover in you, her work speaks your deepest thoughts, fulfills your wildest fantasies, and echoes your quietest vibrations. They never thought they'd be here. This was a crossroad neither of them wanted to face, but they were there. How they got there was one for the ages, but how they decided to move forward was entirely up to them. Follow childhood best friends Jace Collins and Ember Hughes as they navigate adulthood and friendships, even when the scales are tipped. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep 
in melanated peace. Chapter 3 Ember The people rest, I said after excusing our last witness. It had been a long three days of trial and I finally finished presenting my case. What we thought would be a one-week trial quickly turned into two weeks. The defense tried every trick in the book to get half of my evidence thrown out, but I beat every motion. One thing about me, I knew my shit. Most times opposing counsel took one look at me and automatically thought the case would be open and shut. They underestimated me because I was a traffic day of the stereotypes, young, black, and female. What they always found out the second I opened my mouth, however, was that I was a pit bull in a skirt and I never thought twice about biting off heads. With a 92% conviction rate and not one overturned ruling or appeal, I was not to be played with in the courtroom. This case was especially dear to me because two black men were dead. A third black man was serving two life sentences for the crime because two white detectives and their captain covered up a police-involved shooting. Seeing the smug smirk of white privilege sit across from me day after day made me want this conviction more than any other case I had ever tried. I needed to win this one. It wouldn't be just a win for Lisa and I, it would be a win for the culture. It would be a win for the fallen and the unjustly convicted. We'll resume Monday at 9 a.m. with the defense. It was officially the weekend and I was agitated we were still in Atlanta. I looked at the alert flashing across my phone. I wanted to hurl it out the window of my Airbnb. Lisa and I had begun to go stir crazy in the adjoining hotel rooms where the department had us staying. So we checked out after the first week and had been temporarily residing in a quaint little two bedroom home in Pine Mountain. As I lie on my back, I wanted to cry because I missed Jace so much and I would be missing the benefit gala for Art Laud. I watched Jace work nonstop with his students and his artists to curate the perfect experience for current and future benefactors. We had been looking forward to finally being together around our friends and family, and here I was stuck in Georgia with approximately four more days of trial. Studying the jury, I could tell the defense wasn't swaying them at all, and we were just waiting for them to say, the defense rests. It was clear to everyone that the defense was trying a reverse psychology trick on the jurors. Wear them down so much they could care less about who did what. As much as I wanted all three law enforcement agents to fry for the black lives they had severed, I was almost tempted to offer them a deal. I just wanted to put the jury out of their misery. They had to hear six different accounts of that night. They were forced to watch hours of mangled body cam footage. None of it did much to convince anyone of their innocence, but by law, we all had to endure it. Hey, girly, Agent Young invited us out for drinks tonight. We're going because we needed a pick-me-up. Plus, we worked overtime on this case. Plus, you know he likes you. Which is more the reason I shouldn't go. We all work together, and I'm not about to string that man along. Girl, flirting is not stringing him along. Going out for drinks is not stringing him along. All that means is you're a bad bitch. You still got it at pushing 40, and that nigga respects a bitch that's all about her business. Also means we need to go to the mall. I have absolutely nothing to wear out for drinks. You know I'm forever down for a mall run. Hey, they know, they know, that's all down the mall. And just so you know, I am 34, not pushing 40. Hugging my midsection, I kicked my feet in the air as I laughed at Lisa doing a half-assed impression of Shorty Low. She was definitely a Southern girl to the core. We met our sophomore year of undergraduate school. 
We kept each other together during the treacherous and trying years of law school and have been thick as thieves ever since. Though we both followed our high school sweethearts to Kentucky and were met with betrayal and dishonesty, we found solace in each other. Growing up in a predominantly male neighborhood, I never had a bunch of female friends, and the ones I met in school usually only befriended me to get to all the male friends from my neighborhood. They planned sleepovers at my house just to be able to run the streets with Jace and his brother's friends. They were the cream of the crop. The other guys paled in comparison. If a boy or man were associated with any of the Collins brothers, then they were automatically met with female infatuation. I never saw it back then, why everybody in the city pined over them. And honestly, it was repulsive just because I couldn't keep a friend to save my life. The minute one of them got their little egos shattered, asses wet, or heartbroken, the fate of my friendships was sealed. I was loyal to the guys. They were my adoptive brothers. Coming from a household where I was the only child, they provided me with all the joys and woes of siblinghood. Jacob served as my covering since my father passed away two years after we moved next door to them. Jace protected me and defended my honor against any boy who ever came at me sideways. Even pulled his strap on my high school sweetheart in the middle of the locker room when he tried to base on me after I confronted him about rumors I heard. Then never mentioned it when my silly ass went back to him a week later. Jacoby, the baby of the brothers, kept me on my toes. We bonded over workouts and he kept me up on all the latest music, social media trends, and fashion. He kept me in tune with the revitalizing concept of youth. Choosing them over everybody wasn't rocket science. It was simple Thanosology, just inevitable. For nearly 20 years, it had been bros over hoes and it would be forever. I never folded, never told, and stayed 10 toes down for them at the cost of feminine familiarity. So Lisa was the first real good, good girlfriend I ever had and met at the perfect time. Ever since then, we've climbed together and we've shined together. She was a sister I never knew I needed. We were that to each other because she was also an only child. We bonded over sad, simple truths. We both lost our fathers when we were young and our first loves changed up on us the second the team spirit squad switched their asses across the court. Heartache and heartbreak brought us together but black girl magic and sisterhood kept us inseparable. As we shopped for our night outfits with the Atlanta team they paired us with, we talked about how our lives had changed. Lisa had been married and divorced within five years and hadn't let it stop her. She bounced back and had been doing far better alone than she had been with her husband. He took everything she had, including half of her pension and custody of their four children, but she found a way to keep going. It was inspiring to say the least. We were the same age and came from similar backgrounds, yet I learned so much from her. Life had made her wise. It gave her a knowledge that didn't come from years on earth, but from the experiences we got during those years. You've been really happy these last few months. Jace must actually be a good nigga after all. He is, Lisa. I never thought I'd say this, but he really is. And I miss being away from him. This is the longest I've been away since we started going steady and I'm going through. I miss breakfast in the morning. I miss Netflix and chilling at night. And I'm not even going to talk about how I miss that dick. Go see him then, shit. Catch the late flight back on Sunday or the early one on Monday, depending on how much energy you have after y'all catch up on all the fucking. Lisa laughed. Believe me. I know how you feeling. 
When we first started, Trey and I would go for hours, sleep, wake up, and go for even more hours. Y'all were nasty. That's how y'all got them babies. True. And the one I'm carrying now, still mad I went there with his ass. Remind me to never agree to a joint holiday with him again. We suck at being married, but are so great at parenting. Not sure how that shit makes sense, but here we are. You need to write a damn book. Y'all shit is wild as fuck. We grabbed lunch and headed back to our Airbnb. I considered what Lisa told me, and she was right. I could just go home. There wasn't like some big break in the case was going to happen while I was gone for two days anyway. So I opened my app and God had to be on my side because there were two seats left on a flight that was leaving that night. I packed up my laptop bag and some files I wanted to review on the plane and got Lisa to drop me off at the airport. Just the thought of being near Jace had me at ease. As I made my way through the airport to my terminal, I felt no anxiousness. My fear of flying had temporarily taken a back seat and allowed sheer excitement to be the overpowering emotion I felt. I couldn't wait to surprise him. When I talked to him, he was just as bummed as I was that I would be missing the gala. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Jace. I hadn't been this happy to see Friday since I had my first job in high school. It was finally the night before my annual gala, and like every year, I was turning up with my team before we had to be all proper like for our benefactors. Code Switch was extra live because one of the local rappers was having his album release party, so there were drinks, the best grades of weed, and women everywhere. I found my brother and our other partners at our usual table already pouring up the drinks. Y'all couldn't even wait for me, I said as I dapped everyone up. This had been a running joke since we were snot-nosed kids. Ever since we were in junior high school, I was always the last one ready to go. When I started driving, whoever rode with me was always the last to get to the club. I didn't take long to get dressed, but I waited until the last possible second to start getting ready. I was never flashy as a youngin, and even in my older years, I still reserved my casket-sharp threads for black tie events. A nice crisp t-shirt, some light or dark wash Levi's, and a fresh pair of kicks were always enough for me. All the jewelry I owned were gifts from Ember during our long-ass friendship. Nigga, they would have bought out the bar if we had waited for your ass, Steph joked. I'll give you that. 
I leaned against the rail and looked down at the crowd. I still couldn't believe Josh's crazy ass had really brought our old hangout and turned it into the hottest club in the city. When we were younger, the tunnel was where most of us got our first piece of ass. It was where Jacob met his fiance. It was where we saw our first shootout. It was the place we saw our first of many dead bodies. The tunnel was ultimately where we experienced adulthood far too early. But things had come full circle, and now our childhood friend owned our stomping grounds. Pull up, baby bro, Jacob said, shoving a bottle in my hand. Refusing the cup he offered, I turned the bottle upside down and down half its contents. We were celebrating life and success. It wasn't always sunny, but it was ultimately as good to us as we were to it. Hey, y'all, Stephanie yelled as she and Princess entered the section. Stephanie and Jacob had been an item since I was in elementary school. He fucked off on her all the time, but she still held him down. I could never understand their thing, but it wasn't for me to understand. Princess was her little cousin, and I wish like hell she would have left her home. Her jaws were kryptonite. I fucked her three times since Jacoby's birthday party, and I felt like shit for it. I never really gave a fuck if I fucked off on the women I was with, but Ember was the exception. Her feelings mattered to me, sometimes more than my own feelings. But Princess's sex appeal made me break our code every time. Hey, Daddy, she said as she ran her hand up my dick. Sup, Princess. When she tried to move in for a kiss, I poured some ace down her throat. I couldn't for the life of me understand why she always tried to kiss me. Even when we fucked around in the past, I never kissed her. Ever. Kissing and eating snatch were two of the most intimate things you could do. In all my years of hoeing around, I never kissed anybody. Kissing was a love language of mine, and I didn't love them hoes. You trying to slide? She whispered in my ear as she slipped her hand inside my pants. One thing about Princess, she didn't care who was around. When she was ready to fuck, she made it known. She didn't give a fuck about chivalry, decency, or anything else for that matter. I respected that about her. For sure. I was finna get up out of here anyway. The ace had us both gone. We were practically tripping over each other once we made it back to my spot. The guest room was a mess from Jacoby and his friends having a kickback, so my office had to be the spot. I fell into my chair and pulled her down in my lap. Princess gripped the edge of my desk as I slid up inside her. Screams of pleasure left her lungs as I ran my dick into her like I was trying to dig an oil well. Wrapping her long weave around my hand, I yanked her head back so I could see the faces she was making. Tears gathered at the corner of her eyes as I felt her legs stiffen. It had only been five minutes and her first orgasm was coming. She must have been feeling nice. Standing her up, I pushed her onto the desk and stretched her legs as wide as they could go. With one hand palming her ass and the other still tangled in her hair, I gave her every inch of my rod. She loved it and rewarded me by throwing it back as best she could in the position I had her. What in the absolute fuck? This cannot be fucking happening to me again. Ember yelled before turning on her heels. I stopped mid-stroke as my eyes met hers. Instantly, they filled with tears and my heart dropped to my feet. This was the last thing I thought would happen. It was the only thing I feared would happen. Over and over, I played out every scenario, and in none of them did she catch me. 
princess dropped her forehead to the desk. She knew I was in a relationship with someone, and up until that moment, she didn't give a fuck. But knowing it was Ember made her feel like shit too. Everybody loved Ember. She was genuine, she cared about everybody, and respected the people that the rest of the hood dismissed. Before I had a chance to fully get myself together to go after her, I heard my front door slam. She was gone. She didn't even give me a chance to explain. Not like I had a really good explanation to give. I got caught. I knew the ramifications of my actions. I knew there was a small possibility she could maybe one day find out. Even if it weren't in that moment, I knew that a moment would eventually present itself and somebody would let it slip that I left the club with Princess twice. She was a special prosecutor. It would take nothing for her to connect the dates and figure out my ass was fucking off on her while she was freeing black men from life sentences. Shit made me feel even worse when I put it that way. And every way I tried to flip it in my head, I was wrong. I fucked up and I knew I probably lost the best person I ever had in my corner. Not just as my love and soulmate, but as my friend. Before I took them and decided to gamble on my dick anyway. Are you still up? Girl, good night. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.